Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Asha. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm dealing with a little dog barf this morning, but otherwise... (laughs) Nice. The classic summer dog barf. Okay. So let's talk about not dog barf. Sorry. <laughs> moving I on. It up. Moving on. Well, actually, um, you know, we're talking about something that sounds so simple and light, but it's, you know, uh, there's a lot to talk about. And that is summer socializing. Mm-hmm. We thought we would just, you know, sort of have a little chat about, you know, the get togethers and, and the, you know, the, the stuff that we love to do over the summer, because this year it is different than any other year. And like so much else during this pandemic, I feel like people's experiences of vaccinated life are all over the map, and I thought it would be really great to talk about it. I I agree. I am one of those people who is just all over the map. <laughs> mm. And it, I think the thing I was just talking, I actually had dinner with a friend last night. I think that has not really happened yet. Uh, and we were talking about how even with a runway of a month, like how much things have Mm -hmm. changed. You know, Mm -hmm. I was telling her that about a month ago when John and I were celebrating our wedding anniversary and we went into an ice cream store and that was just when it was time where the CDC had said, if you're, uh, or there were signs on the store that said, if you're vaccinated, you can be unmasked inside. And I went in and I had a complete like panic attack and I had to leave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whereas like last night was my very, very first time dining indoors and it was super spaced out. I mean, I would have opted for outdoors, but it was torrential downpours here Mm -hmm. and it was fine. And I didn't have a panic attack. And I was like, that's good Mm -hmm. (laughs) progress. But it is, it's incredible to me how much everything just feels like it continues to change. Yes. Yes. Well, what's strange is, you know, here listening to you talk, you know, so much continues to change externally obviously in the world, the way vaccination is rolling out around the world obviously is changing things in the world. The way variants are coming and going is changing the way we respond. And then internally, how we are uh, sort of getting used to, to new social rules and CDC guidelines, that's also changing. So mm-hmm. the externally and internally, things are changing at the same time. And I think 
it's the interaction of those two things that makes for such a variation in experience for people. Uh You know, some people, you know, the moment those CDC guidelines came out and they were fully vaccinated, they were like, all right, I'm done. Like, let's let the party begin. That's just how it felt for them and how it feels for other people, no matter what the guidelines say, is very different. So that's why, you know, that's sort of the I think the, the bedrock of this conversation is that. The lived experience is really, really different for each of us. And, and a lot of that has to do just with our own, um, you know, our own histories, what's happened the last, you know, year and a half, couple of years for each of us and 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 the fact that that's OK. Definitely. And I also want to acknowledge that I feel as if it's going to continue to be a bit of a moving target mm-hmm. as as things continue to change and we see what's happening with the variants. And so, yeah, I mean, I think we'll continue to talk about this probably for who knows how long, but Mm -hmm. yeah, today we're talking about summer socializing, I think, because there is, it does feel like there's this breaking open, right? Asha, Mm -hmm. it's kind of amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's dive in. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and there's so much to be joyful about. So that's, that's all, that's all good. All right. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. Uh, Yes. And I really, I really feel like, you know, the first thing I want to talk about is, kind of related to a bigger thing that you and I have talked about for years, which is really about tuning into what is ideal for the person you are and, you know, what works for your family and just really tuning into that and trying to align with that as best as you can, you know, won't, won't be perfect every time. But so my first recommendation is really to use this break that we've had as a chance to reset and think about what your optimal connection scenario is. I have realized with deeper, deeper clarity that um, bigger get togethers, and I'm talking like eight to 10 people, not my favorite. (laughs) Uh, Whereas small group, a couple people or one-on-one is really my ideal as a partial introvert because I can just get into deeper conversation. Whereas chit chat, really exhausts me. So mm-hmm. I have really been thinking a lot about that and trying to figure out how to structure any summer socializing that we do in a framework where I will leave feeling energized instead of exhausted, which I mm-hmm. think generally is a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. It is generally a good thing to do. And and you're right. I think that I think that this period of time has sort of brought uh brought brought out our own you know, sort of individual preferences about how we socialize out in like with such clarity. You know, it's interesting for me when you said bigger get togethers, like eight to 10 people. And I was thinking to myself, okay, bigger get togethers, like 30 to a hundred people. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, see, even that is, you know, and whereas for me, like a get together of eight to 10 people, maybe 20 people, like I just love that. I absolutely love it. And I was at a, a gathering like that yesterday, like in so, in someone's house, everyone was vaccinated. It was a discussion about somebody's book release. And it was like, oh, gosh, it felt so good to be swimming in that conversation again. But again, like that's because we're different people and it's just good to notice it. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. I think this is a good time to just remind yourself, you know, whether or not, you know, how do you feel most yourself in social in social contexts. Yeah. Um, so my first, um, <laughs> my first tip, I'm laughing cause I'm going to relate a story that just happened last night. Okay. My first tip is to expect and normalize bumpy social reentry. Okay. So, 
you know, assuming you are just sort of dipping your toe back in the social world again, um, it's going to it may feel weird. And I think it's just good to know that, especially when you're spending time with people who you actually know really well. Um, I got really taken off guard by that because, Mm -hmm. as you can already tell, I love social interaction. Um, It's not that I'm like a great lover of parties and that sort of socializing, but I love, you know, conversation and sitting with people and being with people and spontaneous stuff. I got completely taken off guard by the awkwardness of certain reunions, especially with really dear close friends who I hadn't seen, or even some who I'd communicated with throughout the pandemic, seeing them in person for the first time, you know, like there was lots of like, do we look at each other directly? How do we actually catch up with each other? Mm -hmm. When they say, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. How are you? How do you answer that question? I don't Mm -hmm. even know. And it was super awkward. And I think the thing to say about that is that the awkwardness did not last, but it still was troubling. And um, the thing that I was giggling about when I first mentioned this is that yesterday at this book party that I was telling you about, I met somebody for the first time and I stuck my hand out and I said, I'm fully vaccinated. And then I was like, oh, I should probably say my name first and then say I'm fully vaccinated. But that was how I introduced myself. And it was like, okay, it's just weird. And that's just the way it is. Yeah, I think we should just all this reminds me of a conversation uh, I had on this show with Jenny Lawson when she released her new book. And we were talking about just leaning all the way into the awkwardness and just like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's all do it. Mm -hmm. It it is interesting, though. I mean, just last weekend, um, as you can tell, I'm on a little bit delayed runway from a lot of people. I was among the last to get vaccinated just because I didn't have any conditions or anything. But um, yeah, we had people in adults uh, in our home for the first time. And I literally was like, do I remember how to entertain? Actually, we were having and we were serving a meal to my in-laws. Um, and it was just really comical. It was like, wow, I haven't done this in a long time. And mm-hmm. so it's it, I think it's a similar vein of like, OK, we mm-hmm. all have to get our training wheels back on and and get moving again. It's it's. Mm-hmm. But yes, I think acknowledging the awkwardness is is a good thing. And just like embracing it and yeah. actually like in your own self saying this is just the way that it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have more to chat about. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you struggle with boundaries and the general complexities of peopling? Relationships are necessary to our well-being, and some relationships are just, well, complicated. A good chunk of the work I have done in therapy centers on relationships, how to own my part of the story, how to let go of relationships that are toxic, and how to navigate challenging relationships in a way that doesn't drain me. And all of this work helps me show up better for myself and also as a partner, mom, friend, family member, and business owner. If you're thinking of starting therapy, check out BetterHelp. This online therapy platform was designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com edit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot edit. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal. 
Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com edit for 25% off. Okay, friends, we are back and we are talking about summer socializing and getting on our training wheels and embracing the awkward and it's all good. (laughs) And Asha, I'm going to start with something that I think is very important given how we framed up this episode with everybody being in just super different places. And my recommendation in order to avoid uh, distress and festering is to just be very clear and unapologetic unapologetic about your boundaries. Your boundaries are your boundaries, and that's fine. Part of why this is really top of mind for me is because Violet is 10. She's under, you know, she's not eligible for a vaccine yet. So this is a huge determinant in how we're doing things um, or not doing things. And I've definitely had to deal with some friction with some people around our boundaries. And I just, I kind of am like, this is just what we're doing. It's cool. If it means that we're not fully involved and only part of us come, that's fine, you know? Um, And I just try to be really direct and, you know, simple about it. And I actually saw a really good quote that I wanted to mention. I don't remember the exact quote, but it was along the lines of, if somebody freaks out about your boundaries, it's probably a sign that you need boundaries with that person. Mm. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. So I'll just leave that there. That's, you know. Not to use an overused phrase, but that would be a truth bomb. That is a truth bomb. In fact, you know what? I'm going to try to dig dig up the exact quote. I think I saw it um, from No Guilt Mom, which was a podcast that I was on. So I will look that up and try mm-hmm. to get the exact quote. But I, I just, it really struck me as super appropriate. And when I shared it in Instagram stories, I had a, like a million people who were like, oh my gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Truth well, bomb. Well, I think that I am very glad you're talking about this because I think it's just important to be super clear about the <laughs> it's a very hard line between folks who don't have kids under 12 who are ineligible for, you know, ineligible for vaccination and those who do, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, it's so important. You know, well, I. Speaking for myself at this point, I actually am the parent of fully fledged adults as of today. Today is my daughter's 18th birthday oh my during our recording here. Yeah. And so I am actually the parent of adults today. And that means that I'm the parent of people who are vaccinated. And I have to keep reminding myself that it's not just families with little kids. It's families with everyone who is ineligible for a vaccine at this point. They are dealing with a completely different set of social realities. And It's summer. You know, this is a time when kids have been released from one of the, you know, for many most difficult school years they've ever had. Summer is a time for them to play and and relax. And, and, you know, so the when I really sort of put on my empathy hat and think about the realities for parents of young kids, 
again, I'm sure it's all over the map, but it's such a different set of pressures and it's so important to, to just be cognizant of that. And, you know, if that's you, if you have young kids, you know, I really urge you to seek out other parents for support. Um, but as Christine's saying, it's tricky because everyone's got their different, you know, their different lines that they are, you know, sort of willing to step over and, and not. So um, I don't know. It's just I guess I'm just sort of issuing some empathy there and, and really thinking about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. Um, it's so hard. Yeah. It's it's complicated, I think, especially within, you know, within one's family, because there are different lines within one's extended family. And mm-hmm. so it's it's tricky. Mm-hmm. All right. So my next tip is just something really straightforward, and that is to give yourself permission to change plans in the moment. So, you know, I think at this point we're all pretty comfortable with the if-then scenario planning that we do in order to sort of move about the, you know, our lives during this pandemic. Um, But sometimes you just get caught by surprise Um, as we are transitioning into this new way of socializing with people. Sometimes what you think is going to work for you suddenly doesn't work and it's right in the moment. And I just wanted to sort of normalize that as well. I recently had plans for outdoor dining at a restaurant with, with a bunch of fully vaccinated, not a bunch with a few fully, fully vaccinated friends. So that's like totally cool for me. But when I arrived, I found out that one was just getting over a cold. And so she was sure it was a cold. She was sure it wasn't COVID because she'd been vaccinated, but you know, I felt, not comfortable with close up, you know, socializing unmasked with anyone who's symptomatic because, um, you know, COVID symptoms and cold symptoms are pretty similar. And yes, the risk is low. You know, scientifically, the risk is low when between two vaccinated people. But I still did not feel comfortable with it. And I had to right in that moment, just sort of gather up my wits and do something about it. So I had to ask if folks were OK with taking our dinners to go. And basically, you know, sort of decamping to a park um, so we could have, you know, we could just still sit together and eat and talk. And I mean, it was weird. It was weird. It was awkward. I felt, you know, I sort of felt like I was ruining the whole evening for everybody. It turned as it turns out, it worked out just fine. And we ended up having a fun picnic. But it could have, you know, it it could have just been one of those sort of like folks have a really great time. I am just going to, you know, I'll just catch up with you next time. No, no hard feelings. But it was just one of those things where it was instructive to me. And I actually felt good about the fact that I was able to move that quickly. And so I just think it's worth putting out there for you so that you can sort of think through it a little bit if you find yourself in a similar situation. Absolutely. And I think, well, first, I think it is actually a gift and a sign of trust to be able to be honest with friends. So I think that's actually, even though it is really hard and awkward, like, I definitely recommend just going there. (laughs) And also, I think it's worth noting that if you had gone through with it, there could have been resentment and anxiety sort of building during and after, and you avoided that. And I think that's really important. You know, last night when um, my friend Paige and I got together for dinner, we were kind of eyeing the outdoor seating and it wasn't set up and it was because of all these torrential downpours. And I really appreciated that she, she was like, if you're not ready, like we can push the abort button. That's okay. And that felt, I had a few moments in, in real time to sort of make a decision about that, but it just, it's a, it's the best thing you can do for your friendships right now as we're working through all this awkwardness to just be direct. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. I'm glad you did that. 
Yeah. I appreciate you sort of like talking that out because I, I kind of knew that, like I knew that in my head, but hearing you say it makes me realize that you're absolutely right. Like I feel so much better around people that are just sort of verbalizing what's going on in the, in the interior there. It really makes it, it makes it so much easier to step through these moments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my next recommendation is um, something that I have been really thinking a lot about with uh, perhaps a little bit of um, not distress exactly. Actually, it's maybe a little more puzzlement and a little like, huh. And it is that I have realized over this initial stretch of summer socializing and things kind of people coming together again, that it's not just as simple as booking less things. Because so why I'm thinking about this is we've been really looking at the summer as a summer, as a whole, like, okay, how many weeks are there? What are we willing to put on the calendar? And I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but John and I have been really working to be intentional to not just jam a thing on every weekend of the calendar. That's not how he and I like to operate. It's not what we're ready for. But even so, things have been pretty minimal here, and it has sometimes still been really stressful. So Mm. I just wanted to recommend to people to, if you're booking less because that works for you, great. And you also may need to sort of pace yourself and think in terms of how to handle reconnecting with more complicated relationships and how to set those up in a way that will reduce stress points. I know that's all a little vague. You know, my situation is very particular, so I'm not going to go into it, but um, there's just a little more to think about than number of dates on the calendar, which mm-hmm. is what I used to always think it was about. <laughs> so I've well, had some learning here. To be fair, maybe, you know, sort of in our previous lives, it could be as simple as number of dates on the calendar. You know, it's funny because what we're talking about when we talk about socializing is we're talking about this intersection of um, time, you know, the slots on the calendar and relationships, the very complicated, impossible to put into a box, (laughs) messiness of human interaction. And, you know, socializing is where those two things meet. Mm -hmm. And so it really is like, two very complicated machines having to work together. And this is, I think, what you are experiencing. And I think that, you know, the fact is that all of our relationships have been through a stress test. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so having to sort of come out the other side with all of our relationships is a process. Mm -hmm. So it is, it is complicated. Yeah. (laughs) That, that, that should be the name I think of our podcast. It's complicated. complicated. Or maybe I'm going to make myself a shirt that says I'm complicated <laughs> because I do. I feel like I'm so much more sensitive now. I have I'm feelings, fine. Asha. You're complicated. Have, That's I the other shirt. Be, I know. I used to be a robot. Now I'm really sensitive. It's really no, hard. No. That, well, okay. I'll push back on that while we while we pause for a break. I'll I'll give you a little pep talk because you're not a robot and you're not oversensitive. All right, perfect. Okay, friends, I'm gonna go get my pep talk from Asha, and we will be right back. Especially in this digital age, since we're well beyond handwritten journals and letters to convey history, the preservation of stories is so important, especially from the moms and mom figures in our lives. And if you've been looking for a way to collect those stories but aren't sure how to start, I have a recommendation for you. StoryWorth makes it easy. Every week, they email a loved one of your choosing a question prompt that you pick. For example, 
What advice would you give your 20-year-old self? And what aspects of having children didn't turn out the way you expected? Your loved one responds to that email with a story of any length. You will receive copies of these emails as they are submitted, and after one year, StoryWorth compiles the stories and any photos provided into a keepsake book. A friend recently shared how moving it was that her mom gifted copies of her StoryWorth album to immediate family members, a genius idea for expanding the preservation and sharing of those stories to people in different households and generations. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com edit. That's storyworth.com edit to save $10 on your first purchase. As you know, I am all about micro-improvements, and if you'd like to dedicate a little time each day to learn a language, I have a great solution for you. Babbel is a science-backed language learning app that offers 10-minute language lessons designed to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Materials are rooted in real-life situations, so you can learn important basics such as ordering food and asking for directions. Babbel offers personalized learning content, real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations, and their speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. No matter what level you are looking for, casual, intense, or something in between, you can enjoy app lessons, podcasts, and live classes from the comfort of your home on your schedule. Here's a special limited time deal for Edit Your Life listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for Edit Your Life listeners at babbel.com edit. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com edit. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash edit. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, friends, we are back. Pep talk has been issued. Oof. There has been laughter. We, we're good. Sorry, folks. Oh. We will not be including that in the blooper reel at the end of the year. But Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just, you know, we, we just really love talking to, talking to each other. That's the bottom line here. I know. So. And it's been a little while. It feels yeah. like that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, okay, folks. Well, you know, my last tip of this episode is actually to pause and notice how far you've come. Mm. I mean, we're sitting here talking about, you know, the difficulties and the complications and all of those things exist. And I have to remind myself, in fact, sometimes I have to force myself out of the focus on those complications and then just sometimes say, oh, wow, look at that. Somebody can come in my house. Look at that. I can see somebody and hug them. And I have to really, really push myself to be grateful for all the things that I can do now that just a few months ago I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just got back to from, you know, flying halfway across the country to go see my son where he lives, you know, in his college town. And I, you know, I'm looking forward to sending my daughter to college out of state. Like there are lots of things that are happening that obviously just they they felt different before. So I I guess what I'm saying is that it's a good thing to pause and notice and not in a, you know, not in like a silver lining, you know, cotton candy sort of way. But I think just in that deep way that we can remind ourselves that we've come we've we've come a long way. And you know, I know for me, I feel like I've been in protection mode for so long that it's become this default state and Mm -hmm. it requires real intention to think differently now that some of the variables have shifted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love this, Asha, because and I just need to underscore, not like anybody has forgotten, but 
we literally have come a very far and long way, like 15, 16 months of life. I, I've thought so, so much about how last March we were all kind of like, oh, okay, two weeks? We'll be done in like two weeks, right? You know, so it has been an incredibly long road. And seriously, everybody deserves all the high fives. This, mm-hmm. this has been a lot. Um, well, as you're noticing how far you've come, and giving yourself a little high five. I wanted my last recommendation to be, um, to be really intentional about scheduling a fill your tank get together. And I want to mention, I need to call out somebody who I've mentioned. I don't know if I've mentioned her before in this podcast, but I have written about her. Um, this week I got together with one of my teachers from high school, (laughs) my high school English teacher, Lucy Myers. Mm. And you know, it's funny. Uh, I think actually my 30th reunion is coming up this, this fall. That's how long I've been out of high school. So it's been a long time. And over the years we've, we've kept in touch. We've sent Christmas cards. She was at my wedding. She is a really special person to me because, um, I think I've talked about this numerous times, but I was not a good student in high school. I was suffering a lot of trauma, which I now know was partially why I could not like compute or absorb anything academic related. And even though I was literally a C and D student, she kept telling me that I was a smart and valuable person. Mm. So, um, gosh, I get a little teary thinking about her, but anyway, Mm. we both sort of laughed because we were both like, wow, like this time, you know, it's really made us realize, Hmm, you know, maybe I don't need to see so-and-so and like that relationship is going to be really hard and I'm I'm not really wanting to do that but for us getting together was such a fill your tank joyful wonderful thing even though we were unpacking and talking about a lot of super difficult stuff like I was mm. for the first time telling her some details about what happened to me in high school at that time when she knew me and she had no idea what was going on right but she was just a supportive wonderful human being so it wasn't like the conversation was just all light and easy breezy but it's such a loving relationship that I just, I, we both left like bouncing along, bouncing along on a cloud. It was so great. Mm. So I just, I can't recommend enough thinking about those relationships that really just make you feel whole and seen and like just good and try to schedule one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, what a, I just love hearing about her and I love the fact that, you know, here was this human being at some crossroads in your life that was just standing there, like basically beaming love and trust at you. And that's what happened. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, she say she's a person who saved me like I could have yeah. sunk. And I know now, you know, from science, from research about adverse childhood experiences, like yeah. I could have sunk had it not yes. been for people like her. And so right. and Asha, she um, you may have seen this like years and years ago, but she is uh, the person who showed up at when Minimalist Parenting came out. She like oh, showed up I at remember. one of my book events. Okay. I had forgotten about that, Christine. Same person. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like, had she forgotten saw a about flyer that. with my face on it was like, oh my God, I have to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, geez. I yeah. seriously love this person. And um, I had forgotten about that, Christine. And now I'm remembering. And what's more at that time, um, I don't think I understood the, um, 
you know, your sort of high school reality as clearly as I do now. And so that's just an amazing connection for you to make for me, like in my own mind. Yeah. She's amazing. Yes. So cool. Okay. So cool. Well, anyway, fill your tank get togethers. Boy, that's, uh, that's really incredible. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's, well, so, uh, what a, I know, what a I way know. to, what a way to close out this episode. So many feelings. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Not a robot anymore. So Asha, <laughs> what is your next edit for this episode? All right. Well, it is super straightforward, and that is to reach out to one friend or family member that you haven't seen since before the pandemic. I think that, um, you know, there's no pressure at all to make a plan. You don't have to, like, you know, set up a coffee date or go on it, whatever. You don't have to do that, but just reach out to them, even if it requires pushing through some awkwardness. Um, I think uh, basically where I'm going with this is this the whole, like, embrace the weirdness and realize that this is going to feel funny coming back into your full life, but, but just, uh, it's okay. It's okay. If it feels weird, just reach out to the people that you care about. you probably have maybe somebody in mind that you're thinking about and, um, make a plan this week to reach out to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about you, Christine? Yeah. So I want to loop back to something I was talking about at the beginning about sort of really tuning into what works for you. So I want to recommend that people, as they think about whatever they're going to schedule next to just do just jot down a, a couple quick things like parameters that would work for you. And so top of mind for me, the real easy ones to identify is small or large, like, you know, one to three people or, you know, eight to 10 people or whatever, um, indoors or outdoors. Like what are you legitimately most comfortable with? Go with whatever that is. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then if it's around a mealtime, um, you know, preparing food or just getting takeout, you know, just a few simple, identify a few simple parameters that will help you kind of guide and shape whatever that next social interaction is, just so it's more comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. All great advice. Okay, friends, you will find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned, plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. And as ever, we'd love to hear your thoughts and questions. Chat with us on Instagram or Facebook at Edit Your Life Show, or send us an email at edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. We'd also be grateful if you would drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about us. Thanks for listening. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.